possible. You're kidding. Just one shot? They're not all zombies, Doug. How do you fight this thing? Maybe we could drown it in A1 sauce. Well, sometimes that is better. The person you put up there ain't the person that comes back. Uh, it's that song to get down with. About six feet under. Get dead. Ooh, I love this song. And now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Jonathan is having a housewarming party. Whoa! What do you guys want to do? Well, we could play hide and go seek. <laughs> yeah. What about Trivial Pursuit? Yeah. It's a trip. Poker. Yeah. <laughs> I got an idea. Let's do a ritual. Bow hey. You'd have You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself. Hey, knock it off. Come. I order thee. In the name of the most holy trinity. Come. I order thee. Well, that was fun. No, no, wait. I, I need to dismiss the spirit. So do I. Where's the bathroom? Upstairs. <laughs> Unfortunately, there will be some surprise guests. They have very bad manners. And they have no respect for privacy. They'll wake up the neighbors. What the hell's in there? And they never take no for an answer. Oh, man, that chick is really a screamer. <laughs> Goons. Once they show up, you can never get rid of them. <laughs> Ghoulies. They'll get you in the end. Welcome to another episode of Rotten Reviews. Um, today we're going to be watching another classic. It's a small monster movie. Uh, it is Ghoulies. So if you guys have not seen this, I highly, highly recommend going to check it out. Um, I think there's like three or four movies in the series. Um, personally, I like the first two the most. Um... Another ones are kind of fun, kind of weird. Uh, I think one's in college and one's in space. Um, I think that's three and four. I could be wrong, but uh, yeah. So we are going to get right into the movie. Starting with a satanic, you know, um, ritual, I guess. Uh, got this guy with some really green eyes and some big ass, I would say goat horns, but they look like gazelle horns. Um. Uh, Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong animal. I could be. Maybe like a longhorn bull horns. They don't really look like goats. But, uh, you know, that's what it is. Oh, look at that. We got a little, little, little baby on the, uh, altar there. Who's probably just gonna get, you know, stabbed and sacrificed to the, uh, Satan. Yeah. Satan it is. You have one of the, uh, girls that were in the you know the congregation um uh, running up to save the baby uh, apparently because she just put this necklace on the baby uh douche here in the green eyes with the green eyes and the uh not so goat horns uh apparently can't injure him now that he's got the uh necklace on i don't know what kind of necklace that is but uh must have some kind of special powers 
He must also have like some kind of mind control because he just told her to get up and like come to him. And she did, and she just handed the baby over like it was no big deal. Oh, look at that. He just got electrocuted by the baby. Must be that uh, necklace. Must have some magical powers to uh, shock evil people. One of the other cult members in the white robe comes up to grab the baby to take it away because uh, Green Eyes here doesn't want to see the baby ever again because he got a little bit of static shock from him. <clears throat> And uh, cult member just literally goes outside with the baby. Uh, he's probably just going to drop the baby somewhere. You know, maybe off a fire station. Someone's front porch. In the trash can. Who knows. Just going to drop him off somewhere at least. Cutting back into uh, Green Eyes here. He was doing some Lucifer chant uh, on the girl. And then the ghoulies come and start eating her hands. And then we, uh, we're about to see, I think, like a, a chest popper. Yeah, something's coming out of her chest. Which is kind of funny, assuming it's her heart getting ripped out of her chest. And one of the ghoulies just puts his hands over top of his eyes like, mm, I don't want to see that today. You know, you're evil little monsters that go around killing people. But you don't want to see a girl get her heart ripped out of her chest. You know, I guess they're squeamish, but that's okay. And as always, we'll have the trailer play at the beginning of this podcast. Uh, that way you guys get a little idea what you're in for uh, if you haven't seen the movie. Hopefully you have seen the movie because if you haven't seen the movie, uh, with all these podcasts, you're going to get spoilers. And this movie came out in like 1985, I think. So if you haven't seen it yet and I give spoilers and you get mad at me, uh, that's shame on you, not shame on me. So don't at me on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram saying how I spoiled some stuff of the movie. That's the whole point of this podcast. So if you don't like it, then turn it off, eh? We have uh, the movie starting after the intros. Um, Someone talking about the child being saved, or so it seems, and then we just see a bunch of different... uh, giant stone statues in what looks to be a front courtyard of a old mansion this old decaying area with leaves and moss growing all over it gives you a little idea of how long it's been since we have our happy couple of the movie uh taking a look at i guess it's, it's their house there inherited and uh discussing about selling it or keeping it Obviously, selling it was just a joke, but uh, they probably should have sold it anyways. While on the adventure, uh, looking around the house, they find uh, what looks to be half of a tombstone in the ground. And uh, it looks like it's got like a pentagram inside of it. Uh, Yeah, might want to get that taken care of, you know, just saying. And then we meet Wolfgang, the caretaker. I believe he's actually... The gentleman who saves the baby, or at least takes the baby away from the uh, green eyes, which is what we're going to call him, because he's got really green eyes. At least it looks like the same face. Uh, I could be wrong. Um, Wolfgang's also got, you know, a bunch of gray hair and a big-ass beard. The other guy did not, but I'm pretty sure it's the same guy. And uh, inside the house a little bit. Looks like they're inside a study or a little library. Uh, Rebecca's like, Well, where'd you get all these books? Did you read them all? And he doesn't know. He, he knows nothing. Apparently, his dad might have read them. Maybe. Could have. And uh, while looking through the books, she finds a rat. Big, big shocker. You know, house looks like it's been, you know, sitting around forever. Uh, the grounds are destroyed. And you're you're surprised that you see a rat. Mm. That's not surprising. That's to be expected. I believe our main character's name is Jonathan. I'm assuming he's the boy from the uh, uh, sacrifice. Um, we're gonna say it to him. Uh, he's he's exploring the house a little bit more. Uh, I believe he's starting to go down to the basement where he lights a candle and everything starts to get dark again. Um, Candles supposed to help affect, help that effect, you know, brighten things up, you know. Not supposed to give it like a nice eerie, spooky vibe of, you know, 
I'm going to trip and fall down these stairs and stab myself in the chest and die. Um, should, shouldn't work that way. But, you know, it's a horror movie. What do you expect? We got him exploring a little bit in the basement. Uh, looking down at the floor. Cleaning off some heavy, heavy coating of dust and dirt. Uh, to see that there's uh, satanic symbols on the floor. Amazing. This house is the the setting for the original intro of the movie where Green Eyes is trying to sacrifice a child. Didn't see that one coming. That's a spoiler. Get it? Because I was talking about earlier about there being spoilers. And if you guys don't understand that there's going to be spoilers, then shame on you. Good uh, Jonathan in the basin open up some... Uh, luggage and stuff, looking through some old ass clothing. It uh, comes across some kind of book, which he's going to look through right this instant. Oh, that's a good book. We see inside and we see a bunch of various symbols and signs. Could be satanic, could be you know, other worship group signs or summoning signs. I don't really know. I don't know anything about that kind of stuff. And I'm sure they probably didn't know anything about it either while making this movie. They probably just thought, yeah, this looks okay. And then, uh, you know, let's cut to uh, having a party, I guess. Uh, we got a guy, sh two guys showing up on an old school three-wheeler. One guy falls off right at, come at the uh, front of the house. They're totally intoxicated. Now, remember, folks, don't drink and drive. Even if it only has three wheels, you're still gonna fuck yourself up. Just, just thought I'd throw that out there. It's got the two gentlemen making their way into the house. It's uh, clearly a full-on party. Uh, Rebecca even says, "You know why not? It's not like anyone can wreck the place. You know, clearly that's true because the place is already wrecked. So, I can see her point of view at least. Uh, we meet a Jack character who's." making weird ass voices and talking like a different person um or maybe his name is mark jonathan just said mark and that's how he was doing so i don't know what his name is it's jack or mark it's one of the two so uh jackie mark okay so his name is mark because the girls are in the kitchen making some food i could make a joke there but i'm not going to uh, one of the ladies is like, I went out on a date with Mark last night, and uh, I believe it's Rebecca. Is like, why? It's apparently uh, Mark is also known as Toad Boy. I'm assuming that's his altered personality, um, which he was using earlier to talk to a statue. Um, because you know that's normal. Go back to one of the uh, drunks who showed up on the three wheeler. Who's uh, even farther wasted. And uh, he's a white man trying to break dance. He's uh, doing okay for a drunk, I guess. Um, I'm not an expert on break dancing, so I don't know what looks good and what doesn't look good. Uh, but more power to him, I guess. Now he's literally just spinning around on the floor looking like he's having a seizure or something. So, uh, you know, whatever works, I guess. It's, uh, it's break dancing, so... It looks like the uh, party's pretty much gone to uh, a dead still. We only see uh, like six of the main characters. And they're figuring out what they should play. One person says, hey, let's play hide and seek. Another person says, uh, true pursuit. Creepy uh, dick guy. Because uh, that's what he calls himself, his dick. He thinks he's, you know, the greatest piece of shit ever. Uh, he wants to play strip poker. Not surprised. Because... You know, he calls himself Dick. And then, uh, Jonathan has the idea to do a ritual. Yeah, not everything. I will say, uh, ritual and, uh, true pursuit are definitely on my, uh, my high list of, uh, options. And, of course, they pick, uh, demon summoning for, uh, 600 points. In Jeopardy kind of thing? No? A fail? Okay, that's a fail. Down in the basement, we have uh, Jonathan taking the reins of uh, summoning the spirit. Um, 
Found some chalk somewhere. Drawing some shapes on the floor. And hoping for the best. Uh, he doesn't really know what he's doing. Because he even told Rebecca that. Because she's like, how do you know how to do this? And his response is, I don't know. I wouldn't be that comfortable then. Because, uh, you know, there's good spirits and there's bad spirits. So, uh, I know if I try it, I'm probably going to get one of those bad guys. Because that's just my luck. Got uh, Jonathan starting the... The summoning, doing uh, some kind of language that I don't understand. Everyone's looking on in shock until uh, the drunk guy who shows up in the three-wheeler uh, makes a joke about doing the hokey pokey and turning it all around. And uh, Jonathan pretty much tells him to shut up because he's busy right now. He's, he's trying to do some serious work. He wants to summon a spirit. So uh, Jonathan's still trying to uh, summon a spirit. Uh, so far, nothing's happening, and uh, he's still trying though, but nothing's uh, nothing showing up yet. So, well, apparently that summoning uh, didn't go so well. Um, nothing happened, uh, but come to find out, Robin, one of the uh, psychic friends, is uh, missing now. I don't know how she went missing because. Uh, Jonathan's standing in front of them all, and the, where she was standing, they're all beside each other. So, how the hell did you not see uh, her walk away? You know, just my thoughts and opinions on that. Uh, yeah. And then we have uh, Wolfgang waking up in his little single cot, uh, having a bad dream. I wonder why. Uh, maybe because someone just uh, did a spirit summoning. Yeah, that could have something to do with her, right? And then we cut back to the basement, and that's where we see more of the ghoulies uh, showing up. We have our two drunks that showed up on the three-wheeler. They're looking for Robin. Uh, they walk into a room, and it has a giant like clown dummy sitting in a rocking chair. Yeah, that's not weird at all, right? Totally not weird. The two of them are like, I don't think she's in here. He's like, I don't think she is either. And then they're like, hey, let's check out the closet. Because you want to check out the closet in a random house? Uh, come to find out when they do that, uh, a, like a clown dummy jumps out at them. Uh, but the whole time this is going on, the clown dummy that was sitting in the rocking chair is now gone, and the chair is now rocking. Which is kind of funny because they're like, wasn't he just over there? And they're one of them's just like, you know what? Uh, I don't, I don't think she's in here. So let, let's go and shut the door and never uh, talk about this room ever again. Got uh, Jonathan and Dick outside looking around for Robin. They're outside in the courtyard area, and they find Robin, who's just standing, standing around in the dark, staring at something. I'm not sure what. Because then, ah, she's staring at the half uh, tombstone. And then when Jonathan sees it, he gets a little glare in his eye as well. And we have uh, Jonathan and Rebecca at the dinner table. I believe it's probably the next day. Um, so we find out that Jonathan has inherited the house, which we already thought. Uh, but apparently he wants to drop out of school for a quarter so he can uh, fully renovate this house and pimp it out so he can be on MTV Cribs. Uh, you know, whatever works for you, I guess, bud. If you want, want to do that, uh, you know, you're probably not going to make it seeing you've already summoned demons and they're going to rip your face off. But if you want to make them have a nice house to live in, that's fine. You know, you do you. And then let's start the cleaning and maybe possible renovations of this house. Uh, we got uh, Rebecca gone off to school or work, and we have uh, Jonathan sweeping and moving stuff around, trying to find space to store stuff, and just having boxes fall on them, and kicking shit down the stairs, and wiping the windows, you know, because uh, in a good horror movie, we need to see someone clean the house. That, that helps build uh, suspense and terror to the story. 
that for whatever reason, um, while he's cleaning the window, he's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go back into that basement where we tried to summon that spirit, and I'm going to take a look at it and see. Well, in the basement, uh, Jonathan starts opening up uh, old uh, chest, which actually has the outfit that Green Eyes was wearing while standing at the altar to do the demon summoning at the very beginning of the movie. And then we see uh, Jonathan has a nice little table set up with a nice little red uh, tablecloth on top. And uh, he's got a, a dagger in his hand. Wonder what he's going to do there. Hmm. I don't know. I'm pulling out our good old trusty demon summoning book to uh, do a little bit more learning and one-on-one lessons. And uh, building a full-on... Uh, demon summoning circle pentagram whatever it might be called yeah he's going full force for this he even dropped the white chalk in case he made his mistake he went straight to the black paint fearless man he's fearless he doesn't care if he makes a mistake he's going to be able to do it perfectly on the first try so we have uh, Rebecca who's finally getting home after a long day of whatever the hell she does and uh, she's very proud of Jonathan. Jonathan shows her the dining room and it's cleaned up and the table's nicer looking, I guess. I really don't know what he did in there. We don't really see it beforehand. Or then it's just dusty as hell. And then uh, Jonathan has a nice little gift for Rebecca. She opens up the box and she's like, uh, what is it? He's like, it's a talisman. It'll protect you from things. Why would you need a talisman? But hey, if you need to be protected, then you need to be protected. That's what condoms are for. Hmm? Still not a funny one? No? Hmm. I tried. Uh, now we cut to Jonathan, who's outside. It's uh, late at night. Super dark. Looks chilly because he's shivering. Uh, he's just standing outside that, uh, that gravesite. Because that's a common thing to do. Then we have uh, Rebecca running out to get Jonathan because apparently dinner's ready. So I really don't know what time it is. It's it's like super pitch black and dark, pitch black dark, and uh, apparently it's supper time. We eat supper at like eleven o'clock at night. Uh, like w- when do you eat? Because if that's f- like six p.m., then uh, that's pretty bad looking. Also, when uh, Rebecca is talking to Jonathan, we see Jonathan. Jonathan's looking really tired. Uh, He's got definitely deep, dark bags underneath his eyes. Uh, Looks like he hasn't ate for a while. And looks like he's about ready to pass out. We have uh, Jonathan back outside again. Fully decked out in the rope that he found in the basement. uh, With some kind of spear thing in a hand. Um, making some chance at the, uh, little bit of, uh, pool, fountain that he might have in his, uh, courtyard. Hmm. Now the water's starting to bubble. Oh, look, he's becoming green eyes, too. His eyes start to go green. Uh, that's when we have the introduction to one of the main ghoulies, the green one. He's coming through the water for a reason, and then we have another ghoulie who's coming out of the ground, and another one who's coming through the trees. This movie's definitely very cool. I really enjoy the puppet puppeteering and the practical effects of it. It's definitely very cool. I like, I love the designs of the monsters. They're not super detailed. They're kind of simple. But each one's definitely cool and unique in their own individual way. So. It's something I miss about horror movies. I I miss the practical effects. It's definitely something that I really enjoy about all these older movies. That's something I've always wanted to do. Yeah, we just have uh, Jonathan talking to his little minions now. His little ghoulies. um, Telling them that, you know, my home is your home. Just uh, don't let anyone see you. We cut to the next day and we see a, uh, a view from the outside of the house and we just hear Jonathan talking and making some you know more summoning chants and then we cut to the basement where it's pitch black he's fully decked out in his uh, outfit and uh, he's 
summoning the ghoulies to show up to him. He's uh, going farther into the green eyes stage. Because uh, somehow, I don't know, he's in the basement, but lightning hits his rod or lights those candles. One of the two. Uh, he's in the basement, though. So, unless that lightning just went through, like, the power cord and then hit it, I don't know how that worked. There's also thunder and rain inside his basement. Um, I think if there's a thunderstorm or rain happening in your basement... You might need more than just a plumber. Might really want to get that looked at. Because uh, if it rains too much, you're going to flood your basement. Literally. You're going to flood it. So, while doing this uh, chant and whatnot, uh, Rebecca decides to show up home. Besides, you know, show up early from, you know, wherever she was. Uh, that catches Jonathan off guard. Uh, he wasn't expecting her to be home for a while, hence why he was fully decked out in robe and uh, doing evil chants. So, they have a little little bit of a back and forth argument. Uh, Rebecca tells him to stay in the basement and do whatever he's doing. Uh, that Rebecca's just going to go upstairs and make some dinner for herself because Jonathan has not been eating. How rude. She's been making dinners. And he hasn't been eating a goddamn thing. That's very rude, right? Rude. So we have uh, Jonathan and Rebecca in the kitchen uh, discussing what's going on. Um, Rebecca's just wanting some answers. You know, rightfully so, when you come home to see your boyfriend in the basement, fully decked out in a weird-ass robe, doing some weird-ass chants, and he's soaked in water because it was raining down there, uh, yeah, you're you're right to have some questions. This is your classic case of the house changing the main character, uh, kind of like the Anvil House does. Uh, definitely, there's some bad vibes with the house, and definitely, well, it's his family house, and finding you know random items in the basement of what they were doing. You know, it's understandable. Be a little weird. You might have some control over you. Oh, and then they kiss and make up, which is not really kissing and making up, because he's just going to go back and down in the basement and play with his demon friends anyways. So we cut to uh, Rebecca and Jonathan in bed, um, getting ready to make up and get it on. Uh, while Jonathan is on top of Rebecca, though, uh, the ghoulies start showing up um, underneath the bed and above, the, on top of the sheets. Um, because there's actually another demon summoning pentagram underneath the bed as well. Shocker, would have never saw that coming. And while Jonathan's on top kissing Rebecca, he's slowly doing his uh, summoning chant. And she doesn't catch on at first. And then she realizes and starts getting freaked out. Which is understandable. You know, she's probably just, you know, going to... You know, sacrifice you to a demon, but that's besides the point. And then uh, Rebecca catches on. She sees a little bit of the uh, ritual on the floor, a little bit of the pentagram, and she's like, "You know what? I'm tired of your goddamn black magic. I'm leaving. Goodbye." We then cut to Jonathan, who's uh, doing some more rituals in the basement, fully decked out in robe again, and uh, he summons. Two dwarfs. Two dwarf soldiers. Uh, I forgot about that. I'm not going to lie. I totally, totally forgot about that. Uh, no. It's a weird choice in the movie, but whatever works. The dwarfs are the same size as the ghoulies, so it all goes uh, hand in hand, I guess. Um, Jonathan's putting the, the dwarfs up to a, a drinking... Uh, challenge, I guess. Uh, if they don't drink it, then they burn. Um, I guess they gotta use some mind powers to get the drink inside because they're stuck inside the triangle, so therefore uh, they can't reach outside the triangle. I didn't know that was a thing. I guess it kind of. Hmm. I've seen enough supernatural, so I should knew that thing. That's a thing. 
I, you know, the dwarves, uh, they use their magic mind power and they, uh, they get that little drinky into the inner side of the, s the triangle and they are, uh, I guess, part of the team now. Uh, apparently the dwarves are, um, knowledge and power. Uh, they know about a lot of things and they know about Rebecca and, uh, they're willing to give Jonathan the knowledge and the power on how to get Rebecca back and the ritual that needs to be done to do so. Cut to Jonathan who's sitting in his nice red leather office chair, big nice Victorian style chair and uh, he's reading a book and one of the ghouls is sitting on there and rests uh, pretty much watching him like a puppy dog. Yeah, that's why I like these ghoulies. They're a uh, nice loyal like man's best friend. You know, or woman's best friend, if you play your cards right properly, I'm assuming. Jonathan gets up from the chair because he keeps hearing knocking on the door. Uh, just It's not really frantic knocking, it's just, you know, uh, consistent knocking. And uh, come to find out, it's actually Rebecca. And she kind of looks like she's in a trance. Um, she's very concerned look on her face uh, she wants Jonathan to leave the house and get away um, she knows that the house is changing Jonathan and she wants to get her old Jonathan back um, Jonathan's meeting her with sunglasses on um, kind of fun when you take sunglasses off eyes are still green and apparently the green in your eyes means power I got green eyes, I guess I got power. More power for me, less power for you. So with that power, you'll hit the like button, you'll hit the subscribe button, and you will follow the podcast. Do it, because I have power. Anyways, uh, back to the movie at hand. Uh, Rebecca goes to leave, and as she's leaving, she walks by the dwarves. I don't think she really notices them down there. Um, but yeah, she gets put into a trance and is not able to leave. She's just says sorry, and then, uh, you know, she just stops. And we uh, cut back to everyone in the house. Uh, it's the original group of people all sitting around the giant dining room table to get a bite to eat. Um, I don't know if it's a party thing or not. But everyone's wearing sunglasses of a certain style. So I don't know if that was like a requirement to get into the dinner date or not. But uh, yeah. It's all mainly set up by Jonathan just because he doesn't want them seeing his green eyes. So it's a way of hiding it. So I'm assuming it was just a requirement to show up to the dinner. Because uh, I'm assuming they're going to sacrifice their friends to the ghoulies. Speaking of which, uh, the ghoulies start coming out of the food. Uh, one of them comes out of the turkey, and one of them comes out of the gravy. There's probably some good uh, gravy at one point, but now it's got ghoulie slime all over it. Uh, weirdest thing, though, there's like three ghoulies coming out of the food, and nobody's noticed yet. How has no one noticed there's three tiny monsters on top of the table and they're eating the food off the table but no one's noticed yet so i don't know if the ghoulies are invisible to other people or not but it is what it is ah and then uh, dick asks why they're wearing the foolish glasses and mentions that he can barely see what he's eating and that's when jonathan's like it's all part of the evening i have planned for you guys so Jonathan then uh, stands up to give a toast and he starts doing one of the uh, ritual sayings. Uh, not sure what it stands for. Got no idea. But uh, everyone just stands there and listens and then once he's done, they all take a sip of whatever they're drinking. Could be blood. Most likely going to be blood. Because I'm pretty sure it's all red liquid. So it's probably blood. And then, uh, Jonathan lets out a scream of something I don't know what 
And next thing you know, uh, the dining room table is completely gone and all the food's gone. Everyone's still standing and everyone still has a drink in their hand, but the uh, table's gone. Apparently everyone's still in the strands because uh, the dwarves show up. And uh, next thing we know, everyone is in white robes and sitting on the floor. So I guess the last summon that he did made them powerless to everything? I'm not really sure. And then we have uh, Jonathan doing another chant. Something along the lines of Besetter Eliel. Uh, I'm not going to repeat that too much in case that is something. I don't want to curse myself. Uh, anyways, while he's doing it, everyone else is uh, doing as well. Even the ghoulies are trying to do it. Uh, they're not doing a good job on it, but A for effort, I guess. And uh, while this is happening, the uh, graveyard outside is starting to uh, crack and crumble. Uh, lights starting to come out of the ground. And whatever's inside that uh, casket, it's going to come alive. Uh, it's at this point that this uh, demon summoning is really annoying. Because everyone on screen is fucking screaming. And uh, that's when the zombie corpse comes out of the ground. And uh, yay, the screaming's done. Because I was about to go deaf. Uh, yeah. So, uh, corpse starts to come out of the ground, and then Jonathan's like, a toast to my friends. And then, next thing you know, um, everyone's around the table again. Table's there, food's all there, and that's that. And then, Jonathan's like, Rebecca and I are going to retire early. Uh, you guys are welcome to stay, just pick a room and, you know, make yourself comfortable. Uh, you're gonna die if you stay so you, you should probably leave um, you don't know it but you're gonna die then we get to the uh, zombie outside I guess he's a zombie demon undead thing Jonathan's dad whatever you might want to call it um He's he's back alive, and then we see some more ghoulies coming out of the fountain outside. And uh, he just says to them, Children, your true master has finally arrived. Then we cut to one of the girls. Um, she's outside by the same water fountain where the corpse and the ghoulies were. And next thing you know, there's some uh, bushes moving. Hmm, wonder what could be inside the bushes. It's probably not a squirrel or a rabbit. It's probably a ghoulie that's going to bite your face off. We then have, uh, it's actually Mark, or Toboy. Uh, Toboy is his, you know, you know, second personality. Um, he's tickling the girl at the, uh, the water fountain. And the two drunks from earlier on the three-wheeler are here in it. And laughing about because uh, Toad Bo Boy is on the attack, they said. And then uh, while tickling her, while Toad Boy is tickling the girl, I don't even know her name. Really don't. Anyways, uh, her, her bracelet falls into the water fountain, so Mark's like, yeah, I'll just reach in and grab it. Come find out uh, there's a bunch of black slime inside that water fountain. So, uh,. Yeah, let's uh, reach in some more and try and find this bracelet. Um, 
Next thing you know, Ghoulie jumps out and starts biting uh, Mark in the face. And then some more Ghoulies start coming out of the water as well. And next thing you know, the girl's being attacked by Ghoulies as well. And uh, you got the two drunks who are getting high. Uh, they hear the screaming and they don't think anything of it. They just think that it, uh, Mark and whatever her name is just having a good time. So... We then uh, cut back to the room where Dick and the other girl are. Uh, don't know her name either. No, it is what it is. Uh, he's all exhausted. Uh, clearly, they must have just had a fun time. Uh, but he gets up to uh, go get some water. They're in the room that has the creepy clown in the uh, rocking chair. Anyways, she doesn't want any water, so she just rolls over to fall asleep. And the, uh, the clown comes alive. Doesn't kill her yet, but he makes some subtle gestures and movements. And then we have uh, the undead guy who clearly does not know how to use a door because he just comes in like the Kool Aid Man and smashes the fucking shit out of those two glass doors. Anyways, as Dick is coming down the stairs to where the dead guy is, um, when Dick sees him, it's actually. Uh, an older lady not not super old but uh, she's a lady who's dressed in a seafood dress of sorts uh, apparently the undead guy can just mimic himself to look like whatever he wants to and Dick being the horn dog because you know he goes by Dick starts uh, making out with the lady doesn't know who she is at all but uh, let's just start making out with her that's when he then stops and he's like, well, who are you? And the lady just keeps staring at him with, his, with her mouth wide open. And then next thing you know, a big giant tongue comes out of her mouth and starts choking Dick out. Kind of ironic, I guess, in a way. You know, he's being choked out by a, the tongue of a dead zombie guy who's trying to be a girl. But, you know, it's weird. It's a good movie, though. We then cut to uh, Jonathan and Rebecca. Um, Jonathan's saying sorry for having to do things the way he did it. Uh, he takes her necklace off and then slowly puts her into bed to go to sleep. Hello, freaks and creeps. It's that time again where we help support some fellow horror content creators. First up, we have Diabolic DVD. Make sure to check out DiabolicDVD.com for all the new listings on horror DVDs and Blu-rays. Hell, there's even some titles there I've never heard of before. Great content, great customer service. You won't be let down. Next up, we have Graveyard Goods. Content created for the dead. By the dead. Don't be left to the dead. Right now in stock, they have some Hellraiser, Halloween 3, and Exorcism merch, such as sweaters, hats, and sweatpants. Definitely go check them out as well. Check out their newsletter, sign up, and don't be left for the dead. That's GregorGoods.com. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> I don't know if taking the necklace off of her changes her back if she slowly becomes you know human again or if she's still fully under his you know control trance then cut back to one of the two uh, drunks that showed up earlier um, he's inside the house he forgets what he's looking for and he's like oh yeah I'm looking for matches because he's that much of an idiot uh, while looking for matches, though, he starts hearing some sounds. Uh, he just thinks he's fucking losing it, which uh, which is rightfully so. He probably is. Uh, but then we see this weird-ass shape of a ghoulie running past the doorway. And he gets all curious to go check it out. He peeks his head out the doorway. And one of the dwarves smacks his, smashes him in the face with a baseball bat. Or a piece of wood. You know, one or two. Uh... Probably just piece of wood. I'm assuming baseball bat would look a lot bigger in the dwarf's hand. And I don't mean that to be rude or anything. I'm just uh, being honest. 
we then uh, cut back to the other drunk who's, uh, you know, I think he just drank his last beer and he's getting a little annoyed and pissed off that uh, his buddy's not there uh, because he wants he wants to smoke that joint and uh, he hasn't came back with uh, matches yet. <clears throat> and then we cut to the dwarves. They are uh, hunting down one of the ghoulies and beating the shit out of it with some sticks. So I don't know what's what's going on there. I don't know if they're playing both sides of the team or not. But they put the ghoulie into a black bag and literally beat the shit out of it with a stick. We then just see the uh, the two dwarves carrying the ghoulie off over their shoulder inside the black bag. Uh, they had a little scuffle between each other. Uh, the female dwarf was mad at the ang- uh, male dwarf um, because of something I don't know why. <clears throat> we then have the other drunk who sees the silhouette of his buddy smoking the joint. He's all pissed off. He's like, why are you smoking the joint without me, man? Come to find out, uh, once the silhouette turns around, it's actually the two dwarfs on top of each other's shoulder. Uh, holding a ghoulie, and the guy just literally throws a ghoulie at his face. No thought about it, just tosses the ghoulie right at the face. We then cut back into uh, the room where Dick's Dick's lady was, and uh, there's two ghoulies in the bed with her, and then she runs to the front door, or the bedroom door, I should say, to escape, and she's met by the clown that was sitting in the rocking chair. And then the clown literally starts grabbing her by the throat and smashing her head into the wall. And then it stops. And then we see some green glue coming out of the the clown's mask. And shocker, it's a ghoulie underneath it. We then uh, cut to the basement where the dead father of Jonathan or something. um, Yeah, down in the basement. And he's uh, calling his children to him. <clears throat> That's when we then see, I believe it's Dick's shirtless body. It's kind of doing like some worm dance on the floor. I don't know if it's trying to get to the basement or not. Uh, it looks like everyone who gets attacked or bitten by Ghoulie then becomes one of, one of the children. Because then we just see a montage of the various people who have died... Uh, with, you know, flesh hanging off their face and blood gout coming out. And uh, they're all coming back to life, so. And then we have uh, Rebecca waking up in bed. And she's confused as to what's going on. And she's back to her normal state. And she thinks everything was just a dream. Clearly not just a dream, though. Because when she wakes up, she sees Jonathan sitting on the floor... With full-on bright green eyes, who seems like he's in his own little world. We have uh, Rebecca, who's trying to leave. Uh, and then she sees one of her friends dead on the floor, but it's not really dead. Uh, it's under a, a, a trance of some sort, uh, doing like a worm dance to get down the stairs. That's where she then screams, and then Jonathan comes out of his comes out of his uh, green-eyed trance. And then one of the ghoulies goes after her, and she falls down the stairs. And uh, now she's laying at the bottom of these stairs, or the halfway point of the stairs, because they they turn and go down a couple more steps, and uh, she's non-responsive. She got boo-boo. She's probably knocked out. I don't think she's dead. It's the thing with movies. Like, in movies, if you fall down the stairs, you die. I don't think that's really the case in life, and you know, unless you smash your neck really and neck and face really badly. Uh, usually, if you tuck in while you're falling down the stairs, I'm sure you're gonna be fine. Yeah, I'm not an expert, and I haven't done tests on this, but uh, you know, unless you're falling down like 65 stairs, then you might die. Let's face it, you're probably gonna get smashed up pretty good. We then have uh, Jonathan, who's carrying uh, Rebecca downstairs and putting her on the table. Uh, he wants to bring her back to life, and he's looking for his robe and can't find it anywhere. Uh, then he turns around and he sees, uh, I believe it's like four or five figures 
uh, in white robes just sitting down on the ground. Uh, he pulls the mask off of uh, one of them and he sees that it's his dead friend. And then he continues to pull the mask off the rest of them and sees that they're all dead and in some kind of trance. And that's when uh, the dead corpse comes in and just says, well, aren't you going to greet your father? Shocker. Um, come to find out the two dwarves were working for Jonathan's father the whole time. So now we have a standoff between Jonathan and his dead father. Apparently that robe does a lot of work because uh, Jonathan's trying to do some chants and stuff. And because he doesn't have the robe on, uh, nothing's working, I guess. Uh, apparently Jonathan's father is going to try and take Jonathan's youth because uh, he believes that Jonathan should have granted it or summoned him 20 years ago. And uh, Jonathan's father is pretty heartless because he doesn't care about his son. He just wants to have his son's youth. Uh, Jonathan's still trying to do some summoning against his father and apparently nothing's working out and apparently Jonathan's one weakness is his love and that's why he's not uh, strong enough at summoning because you know that makes sense I guess right and uh, then with one touch Jonathan's dad brings Rebecca back to life and uh, then there's the struggle between the two for power and then for whatever reason uh Rebecca comes up to Jonathan and says, uh, you know, tries to get with Jonathan and wants to kiss and all that kind of crap. And then for a reason, uh, the dwarves yell at Jonathan to say, no, it's a trap. But yet they're working with Jonathan's father the whole time. So uh, apparently they clearly play both sides of the, you know, the battle. And then we have, uh, Jonathan's father who's using the force on Jonathan because he's you know just choking him without even touching him fully choking him and just tossing him from side to side in that basement clearly this is a new uh, you know abuse of the parent uh, even though Jonathan's an old you know older gentleman now his dad is whooping his ass and then we have uh, Wolfgang who shows up and stabs Jonathan's father in the back with the giant spear or whatever as Jonathan uses to uh, grant his summons. Apparently Wolfgang also has the uh, power to teleport. Um, am I watching Ghoulies or Star Wars? I don't really know. Which one am I watching? Uh... Then we have a choking match between Wolfgang and uh, Jonathan's father as they both have each other by the throat uh, trying to choke the life out of either one. So and then we got some uh, blue lights going here. We got some red eye lasers going back and forth to each other. And it looks like Jonathan's dad's about to win because uh, Wolfgang's starting to uh, fall backwards a little bit more. You know, he's getting some electricity flowing through his, uh, through his skull. And then we see the structure of the house starting to crack and crumble. And uh, it's starting to really shake. It looks like an earthquake. Uh, clearly, this is the end-all battle to end-all battles. Uh, we got Jonathan's dad who shoots red eye, eye lasers and Wolfgang who shoots blue eye lasers. Because, um, you know, why not? The movie can't get any weirder. It's almost at the end. So uh, let's add in some eye lasers and some force attacks. While this whole time, while the building's shaking, Jonathan and Rebecca are just standing there. And uh, then Wolfgang finally wins. And next thing you know, Wolfgang and Jonathan's father have uh, disappeared in like a bolt of lightning. We have the house still shaking like it's a giant earthquake. And uh, Rebecca's back alive. And everyone else that had died from the ghoulies, they're all back to normal and there's no injuries whatsoever on them. Hmm. How's that work? Usually someone dies, they die. Uh, but yeah, everyone's okay. And they have no idea what's what happened. They have no memory of the whole incident at all. And it's just Jonathan trying to get everyone out of the house and get everyone away.
And then everyone gets into their vehicles and drives away. And then we have the two dwarfs running out of the, the basement like, uh, Hey guys, what about us? Guys, you're not just going to leave us here, right? Hey, I just found out what one of the drunk's names is. The, uh, the driver of the three-wheeler's name is Mike. Because he's in the vehicle with Jonathan and Rebecca. He's like, can someone tell me what's going on? And Jonathan's like, it's a long story. But it's over. And Rebecca's like, is it really? And then next thing you know, we see a shot of the three of them in the car driving away. And then we just see the silhouettes, or the actual ghoulies themselves, popping up in the back seat of this like station wagon SUV that they're driving. And Mike looks back, takes another shot back, and he's got a shocked look on his face. And that's the end of that movie. It's definitely a fun one. Um, it's got some very fun uh, practical effects, like I said earlier. Um, it's a well-done movie. I enjoy it a lot. Um, for this one, for rating-wise, I would get if it a 405 uh, Ghoulies, I guess. Small alien monsters. Small, uh, not even alien monsters, I guess. They're satanic summonings. Um, but yeah, if you guys haven't watched it, I definitely would recommend it. I think you should at least watch it once. And with October coming up soon, uh, it's a perfect movie for Halloween. Um, I enjoy watching these older movies a lot. I enjoy them a lot more than most of the newer movies um, in general. So, uh, But if you guys are like me, it's, it's September already. Uh, Halloween movies are always started. They've been started all year. Uh, but I know some people like to start their Halloween movies the month of, before Halloween. That way you just have a little bit more time to get in uh, what you want to watch. Because um, I know with working full-time and being a parent and stuff, you can't always watch the movies you want to watch. So why not give yourself an extra month? And, uh, you know, soon enough, it'll be Christmas. <coughs> Christmas. Anyways, with that being said, uh, let's decide what we're going to pick next to watch. Um, this one actually is going to be another another pick. Uh, I believe I did Fright Night a while ago. That was a pick from Johnny from the Got Faded uh, Japan podcast. So this time it's going to be the co-host, uh, Tom. Tom Tom Tokyo from Gafe Japan. Uh, he suggested I watch um, Children of the Corn, the original Stephen King's Children of the Corn. I think it's King, right? Yeah, it's King. Uh, yeah. So we're going to be watching that next. We're going to watch the original. I know that movie spawned a bunch of different spin offs in the franchise. Some of them are good. And then I think the, like, the last two or three are really horrible horrible movies to even discuss but uh we're going to be talking about the original and then maybe someday we'll watch the other ones uh i don't know we'll have to wait and see uh but yeah so our next movie that we are going to be watching is children of the corn uh picked by tom tom tokyo from the got faded japan podcast if you guys haven't listened to that podcast i definitely highly recommend it uh, i believe it's on like spotify Castbox, uh, iHeartRadio, itunes all the fun stuff um it's a podcast about japan of course and the weird news and they have a bunch of cool uh guests on throughout throughout the time i know with uh everything that's going on right now with covid it's usually i think just the two of them talking I'm behind on my podcast listening. I'm going to be honest with that. Uh, I'm trying to catch up on everything. But yeah, it's a really fun podcast. They have a lot of good stories. And it's just super interesting to hear a lot of the weird news happening over there. So yeah, I highly, highly recommend um, checking out their podcast. Because honestly, it's one of my top five podcasts I listen to. uh, Usually on a weekly basis getting a little behind like said so yeah definitely check them out and if you guys enjoyed this one please leave a comment down below would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on this movie if you guys enjoy it 
Um, if you guys enjoyed the podcast or if you guys enjoy the Ghoulies movie and franchise in general, I would love to hear your feedback. Uh, leave a like. Feel free to share. And uh, if you guys want to get a hold of me, just at Typhonstein on all social medias. Uh, use the hashtag Rotten Reviews. And I will talk to you guys all next time. Peace. Kiss me, my son. Kiss me. Let me drain the life from your lips. You will not have the boy's life. You are no match for me, old man.